0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Disruptors in the Culture. I am Amira Smith, and I'm here with my awesome co host, Joshua Meekins.
1: You, t- you tried to be
0: my twin just now. I, you did, did. I, did, I, did, I did. You did. You said it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Today, we have a very great guest. We are introducing, and you know, Josh knows her from way, 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 way day, back way in back. the day. Yes, but we're going to introduce her right now. Her name is, some of you may know Horace Fit Brit. This is Brittany Fortson.
1: Brittany making a podcast <laughs> debut. Yeah, Crazy. my
0: first ever podcast debut. And we love it's to see It's very special it. to me. Oh, awesome. <laughs> we awesome. can do
1: that for her. Look at that.
0: Now, and now, I can say this. Like, you've known Brittany a long time. Yeah. But Josh knows some pretty incredible people. So I know already. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. No, no, I know you're the real, like, you're a big deal. Because Josh, he just, I don't know how you do it. You're just I don't very know. well connected, bro. Like, yeah. You know, I'm a little older, so I don't know everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm aging out of the game. I'm still almost. in the mix. I'm still in but the you mix, in the a mix. Bit, so bit, bit. what tell us about Brittany from what you know and then yeah. we can go into like how you define yourself.
1: So Brittany, from what I know, is actually my personal trainer. So um body by Brit is how we're gonna put it. So she makes sure that um, you know, I, I stay in fighting trim all the time. So I'll, I'll like taking my Instagram from her. Um, but Brittany has always been really ambitious and hardworking within, you know, her field of fitness and, um, I won't, you know, delve into it too much more because I want y'all to get to know her. Like, I know her. So, um, Britt, how would you describe what you do?
2: Um, so I would say, it's funny, me and somebody that I work with, we were saying we don't call ourselves personal trainers. We say lifestyle trainers. Like, I tell my clients what I do, it's not temporary fix it's not a seasonal fix like if you're going to do this we're going to do this mm-hmm. we're going to change how you feel the diet the body. so i say that i'm a lifestyle trainer because if you're committed with me then you know you're changing yourself for the better you're not changing mm-hmm. yourself just for the bikini season you're not changing yourself just to go flex on the next dude to get your girl back <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this to, to, to really do this
0: How long have you been training Josh?
2: Josh came to me August. I would
1: say yeah. Yeah, my gym opened
2: up in July. Um, New Jersey gym got to open up for like one-on-one personal training after the pandemic in July. Mm. And Josh came in August. Wow. And at first I've I was thinking like, oh, yeah, like, okay. So at first it was just like, you know what? I'm gonna fill it out. We're gonna do a month. I'm like, all right, Josh, you leaving me? He's like, where I'm going? <laughs> I was like, okay. Two months ago by. I'm like, all
0: right, Josh, you leaving me? Where I'm going? And he's still here. So it's
1: to this day, two that's times crazy. a week.
0: That's, that's pretty good because yeah. I always thought Josh was an athlete because our mutual connection, Mike J Films, Tony yeah. Chenault. Shout out Tony. Shout out Tony okay. Tony all the time. Um. So Tony was an athlete. Yeah. So I assumed. And because I saw Josh's Instagram, and Josh be flexing, like he gonna Sometimes, be humble with sometime. his private Instagram. <laughs> but Josh be on you know flex mode. I see people like, like honestly, oh, they like, "Look, like who's your podcast partner?" And they look, and girls be like, "Oh, oh, oh!" So I'm know Josh is very fit as it was. So if he's like, "Look, this is my trainer, and she's the business," that means you really business. I
2: throw a little craziness at him, you know, all the there, time. There, craziness all the time. He
0: can handle it though, like. He can come in. I'd be like, all right, give me 50 burpees. So listen, you said it's about lifestyle. It's not just like a temporary fix. What do you think sets yourself apart from other trainers? Because I, you know, I've had a couple of training sessions or I I started seeing a couple of trainers, and you're right. Like, they're not... Do you put people on regimens for Mm -hmm. diet or... Uh, Yeah, I do.
2: Um, A lot of my clients do want that, so I do offer it. Um, I think what sets me outside... and. People that come to me will say, because number one, um, I work at, my gym is a Black-owned gym. Um, So, and we're the only one in our area, like Black-owned. We're known, we're a personal training facility. We're not just a gym, a commercial gym. So a lot of people will come to us and they'll say like, well, yeah, you know, I had a personal training before, but they'll kind of say like, okay, go do your set of 10, walk away, come back, you done. All right, go do your set of ten over here. It's walk not like away, that. come back. It's not like that. And they're like, you know, not going to lie. Like, okay, I mean, you're a little, little pricey, but they're. I'm going to give you that cater one one. And for me, I had to learn as a trainer because of the gym that I'm actually at. I was a client with one oh. of the trainers there first. Really? Yes. So I went there back in. 2017, 2018, I started working with one of the trainers that are there and I, I loved it and I wanted to keep doing it. I loved to see the transformation in myself and I was feeling good about myself. And it was brought to me like, mm, why don't you, why don't you go for it? Like, why not? Yeah.
0: Wait, so were you an athlete growing up? Oh, or... no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Really? I mean, I did the I whole mean, like, like oh, I did dude. the whole like running track
1: thing <laughs> that you do in high
2: school, you know, to kind of have an after school wow. activity for social, yeah. yeah. but no. I danced when I was younger, um, up until about like freshman year, but then after that it was, oh yeah, let me run track because I'm not ready to go home. Mm. I still want to like socialize with my friends
1: yeah and have a reason mm-hmm. to
2: be other places
1: so what sparked the um, I guess the interest within fitness at that point
2: uh, after I graduated high school um, My best friend a male best friend Tariq he would drag he would have to drag me To the gym to a planet fitness. We are gonna work out. Why? Why? <laughs> Why Why? Why are we doing this and if he wouldn't let me just hop on a treadmill or just get on a stair master, it was no, we're gonna lift weights. Mm. And it's like, but what do I need to, it, do, I need to do this for? Yeah. I'm petite, why do I wanna do this? And after a while it became like, you up? Are we going to the gym today? What are we, what are we doing today? And then from there, I found out about um, the Gym i Math, non Fitness and Lawrence, I found out about them and I went into personal training to kind of have more of that one-on-one mm. interaction and when i started seeing results i'm like oh, okay kind of a little shape on this body you know We, and i was like i would love to do this for other people like my trainer he hyping me up we taking the progress pictures and i was feeling good and there was there was nothing in my area where i'm at where i felt like that yeah. like it's a community there um it's not just that you're just with your trainer you're one and done there may be a couple people with you during your session as well so you have other people uplifting you you have other people yes. you know cheering you on and it's it's black owned. I, I can listen to to ratchet music while I'm working out yeah. <laughs> and not have to worry about like turning it down or not
0: have to worry about slamming my weights and mm. you know, so, y- a- so y'all can get your grunt on. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I know like there's other gyms that say something like no no grunt zone and yeah. all that. And I'm like, well, how are people getting they really pushing it up like that is a big release to do it. So I, I way back, you know when I tried to do a little fit, I need to because I'm about to turn that corner and I'm always like I gotta start working out again like because genetics can only take you so far. Genetics could make you look good in your clothes, but when it's bikini season everything the snatched. truth the truth yeah. is <laughs> you on the beach like wait but i thought wait it is... i know black don't crack but what's, what's going on like what's happening no really so who is your like when you look at who you train your main audience or some I'm, I'm assuming because social media is out that you probably have built like business around a brand this is it like a, a woman personal trainer
2: um i would say at first when i first started training i was kind of like you know I only want to train females um and i only wanted to i kind of had it in the concept where i was kind of scared to train females because i didn't either have my same body type mm-hmm. or around my body type um i was more so into like let's just build you up let's you know do the muscle thing i didn't feel confident in myself to do the whole weight loss mm-hmm. um uh-huh. avenue and there's a and, difference I'm assuming. yeah there's a huge difference um and i explain that to a lot of people because they think you're just with a trainer my i have people ask me like well, you're not just gonna give me stuff to do. I'm like, everything that I give you is tailored to what your goals are. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody who comes to me and says, I wanna tone up, I wanna put on muscle, I'm not gonna give you a cardio regimen four or five times out of the week. Now, if I have someone on like, you know, more so like, no, I need to drop weight, I'm looking to drop 15, 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, Uh, yes, you do burn, you know, muscle by lifting weights but i want you to have more full body i want you to have more cardio Mm -hmm. um and that's what i i like to let my clients know that it's a very personal level here and don't just think the 60 minutes that we spend in here together yeah don't talk to me outside of here Mm -hmm. um don't reach out to me don't i tell my i'm an open book you need to talk to me about something let me know you need to hit me up outside of here even if it's not gym related let me know i feel like it's important to have that client um train a relationship but make it a little deeper
0: that makes sense because it's kind of like you're like a personal guru for them mm-hmm. to help them reach their goal right, right and
2: they'll come to me and they'll say hey what do you think about this hey you know my last trainer had me on this what do you think about that instead of just like okay i know i'm just here for my 60 minutes let me do my workout and i have to go home and it doesn't have to be
0: like that yeah
1: and i will say you like you do a really good job of developing relationships with your clients i think that's important especially how you talked about being you know a lifestyle kind of a trainer, like having to go in and actually be like, Okay, now, like, I'm Britney, I'm now part of your life. How are we going yeah, to accomplish fine. We were just had. talking
2: the other day in my gym. I've had clients that come to me, they see me out, they're like, You know, it's okay if you don't, if you can't make the session tomorrow, enjoy yourself, girl. And then I'm in their DM too, like. So you know you eating this tonight. <laughs> we, we gonna work this off the next couple of days. I'm gonna let you enjoy your holiday, but just know. Be
0: like, listen. Yeah. What do you um? Because I know that. So that's like interesting. Well, so I, that's like I have two questions right at the top of my head. Yeah. One is about male clients versus female clients. Like, what do you notice their goals being? I'm sure men, but I don't know. Maybe you do have a lot of men who want to lose weight. Is it mostly like men are more interested in weight training and like really embrace it when women are scared of it? Or what do you see as far as them what their goals are and what they like when you first give them the regimen, how receptive they are?
2: Well, I'd say my uncle was my first male client um, and he mm-hmm. has health issues out the wazoo, mm-hmm. um, which also helped me educate because you learn like when people have different things like diabetes or gout or any kind of like health or even sometimes mental conditions you have to kind of even take it a step further um so his goal was you know let's do the weight loss um and i kind of started getting into actually weight loss training and feeling more comfortable training even though like he's family i know him we already have that rapport it was still different of a woman who's trying to shape herself out Mm -hmm. a woman who's you know like okay can i can we build my booty like it it was a different playing field a guy just like I feel like the guys that I've trained with and i also worked with, whether it's weight training or it's weight loss, they want to look good for themselves. Females yeah. is kind of like, no, I'm trying to be the baddest out in Miami yeah. during the summertime. Wow. Um, yeah. Right now, outside of Josh, I have one other male client um, and he was actually the first person, like females bring to me all the time, like this is who I want to look like, this is my body inspo. He had a body inspo. He's like, well, he He's <laughs> so like right look it. at this dude right here. He's like, can we build me up to look like that? I'm like, yeah, we absolutely can. And they caught me off guard because I, mean, I never, I've never seen that. Was it a celebrity in- person? A celebrity? No, it was just, let me of find out God. he brought it he like,
0: hey, listen, I don't
1: know who this guy is. <laughs> no, this anymore. is Josh.
2: Uh, no, or
0: oh. it was his ex's new guy. He said, make me look oh. better than him. Oh. I'm he bringing like, this flex was on it it was No,
2: it was no blue check. No nothing. It was just a guy on the beach. I'm telling Shirt you, off. I'm telling you. I know he was
0: trying to flex. On the- had pushing had to in the back, and he was had like, to be.
2: Can we get me to look like this? Wow. I'm like, yeah, you. We got to turn up to get you to look like that. But yeah. and then, it's funny. He's definitely on his way. to <laughs> Okay, okay. Love the Yeah, Yes, we done built the arms up. We built the back up. We working on this next. That's right. the
0: that's the next thing for him. Yeah. Wow, what is so okay? You went from trainee to trainer. Yes. What education did you have to get to be able to say, like, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer?
2: Um, so, for personal training, you have to, there are different organizations that you can go through to become certified. Yeah. Um, the organization I went through is ACE, it's the American Council on Exercise. And there are a few different programs you can go into, but they tell you up front, like, look, if, at least you need to study for this three to six months you're okay. you, wow. you're not prepared
1: it's like a written test or
2: yeah it's a written test there are 180 questions I think you can you can pass by getting at least like 120 right okay. mm-hmm. so first time around I went through it and for me at the time I was still working my full-time job I used to also work for the state of New Jersey and I was also in school at the time as well I want my to talk masters. about that too later too but go ahead so I went through it and I'm like, wow, this is this is a lot. This yeah. isn't just go get the ten pounds and hit 15 reps. This is a lot of information. The muscles and muscle memory. And I went and took the test the first time and I failed it by one point. Oh wow. I was devastated. Like I went in my group chat, like, oh my god, I failed. <laughs> this is terrible. I went to the owner of my gym now, like this is crazy like I'm so upset and everybody was like no you're fine like you'll get it next time mm. luckily they do give you a test voucher which is great so if you mm. don't pass the first time you do get a test voucher to come back and take it again mm. I took it that was in March that I originally took the test in 2019 and then I went back in May of 2019 and passed it okay And came right back in my gym like, hire me Wednesday. Is it time to sit down and do my interview? I told y'all, next time I came through these doors, it would be for an interview. Yeah. So, here we are. Like, what do you want to do? That's dope.
1: So, can you talk a little bit about even like being, I guess you can say like a brand ambassador or an entrepreneur in your own right? When you came from doing a full-time job into doing what your passion is, which you now do full-time, right? How did you kind of make that transition and what did you do to do that?
2: It was terrifying um I was used to I have a parent who has at least at this point like 25 years in with the state of New Jersey and it's funny after college I you know I got a state job I'm thinking oh I'm set. I'm this is what I'm supposed to do whether it's uh, connected to my degree or not I got benefits I got a salary and I got paid holidays off. <laughs> Why would I want to go anywhere else? But my dad would tell me all the time, like, you don't want to get stuck in that. You don't want to be looped up at a desk job 20 years from now. Um, so when I decided, I started doing it part-time, still with my full-time job. And things didn't work out. I wasn't moving in a direction I wanted to move there. And I went to the owner of my gym, who's also my mentor and my trainer as well currently. And I said, look, I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to give it to, I gave myself to December 31st of 2019. I said, if you know, I'm still going to do the job search just to see. But if not, I'm going to commit. Mm-hmm. And nothing pulled. I went to an interview and I remember going to him and saying, they offered me the job. And I remember saying... I'm not taking it uh being behind a desk isn't that's not what i want to do that's not mm-hmm. where i want to be i don't feel good about it um and it was rough because i had to learn how to brand myself i had to learn how to market myself mm-hmm. i had to learn how to find a way for people that came in the door to separate myself from other trainers not just mm-hmm. say like okay well i've had a, a client before ask me well what makes you a good why do you why do you feel like you're a good fit for me and it makes you sit back like well, wait a second why am i i mean everybody under here is delivering results mm-hmm. but what about me sets me differently like why do i think you should be giving me your money instead of the trainer across the room
1: so what was that like i mean like even to brand yourself so like i feel like a lot of time like entrepreneurs creative in their own aspect or like in any right have to find a way to like when you're pushed against a wall you figure it out right so can you talk a little bit about what like branding yourself was like? Like how did you come up with now we have a Fitbit brand, right? How did you kind of make that and what what how did that come about?
2: Um for me I pulled what was most interesting for me to work on. Like I can do abs all day. Mm. And being in the gym, um myself and other girl, we've coined the term the ab queens. Mm. So for me it was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this. Like this is what we're gonna do and I initially had um, my first logo done and I would go be at my commercial gym still at the time start just recording videos of me working out have dragged my best friend to the gym like I need you to I don't care if you're working out I need you to come record me though just record this video let's slap it on here I gotta put myself out here and it was weird I didn't know how to music over a video. I didn't know how to do transitions. I didn't know what lighting looked good against <laughs> what body parts. <laughs> yeah. And it's like sometimes a video would get fifty views, but the next one, the next day, would get three hundred views. And over time, especially, I had to also realize I'm an introvert, so I don't like being around I will
1: people. It, but I don't feel you. <laughs>
2: Putting myself out there and talking about myself to people. Like, this is big for me. It's yeah. like, this is, I, a year ago, I would never, I would have figured out some way to get out of this.
1: Mm. Um, but we challenge our friends here, right?
0: Yeah, we yeah. do. But also, it's a, um, it's a testament to how you, well you mask it for him to be like, I don't think you're an introvert. You're like, I know how I feel after social <laughs> <laughs> You probably <laughs> feel drained and just like nervous and everything. Wow, that's, it's really interesting. So... I'm guessing training people is not so bad because it's one-on-one or is that even a Mm -hmm. little bit tough?
2: It's sometimes a little tough. When we say we do one-on-one training, but um, Josh, for instance, sometimes I may be training Josh, but I may have two other girls who also need to train at that same time. So my attention's got to be here, but my attention's also got to be on the two other people as well. And the one person may be, you know, a chatty patty and they want to talk about their life. And it's like, I want to engage with you as your trainer so you know but I also gotta make sure that all my clients, like if there are more than one at that time, feel like I'm giving my attention to all of them.
0: Definitely. He, um, so, one thing I wanna touch on, like we know, fitness is I think more of the public consciousness now yes. than ever, right? And maybe it's because of Instagram and it's more, before we're just existing on the beach. But now if I have my beach photos, and they don't lie. I'm seeing every bowl. I'm seeing everything I ate. You know what uh, I mean? Right. And every every push-up I didn't do, I'm seeing it on my body. So I know it's been a raise of consciousness of fitness um, overall. But how do you feel as far as in, I guess, like race? Because we know that's a social construct. But, like, ethnicity as far as in, like, I feel like fitness overall, especially for people who are building brands around it, is still a – kind of like a white thing overall
2: oh uh, absolutely i feel it's funny i used to tell my friends all the time i want to move to atlanta i want to move to atlanta that's where i'm gonna hit the ground running with my fitness gym my ultimate goal is i would love to have my own female only gym mm-hmm. How, you know women have a lot of anxiety about coming to the gym um but even from social media it's like I think about the type of females, and not even just females in general, but the people who come to me, what their goals are. What I kind of, my style of training is really not the Atlanta culture. Mm. You have girls down there who, um, and more power to them, no shade to anybody. They've had their bodies done. Yeah, They're under the knife. So at that point, they just, they need to keep up with that yeah they're not more so looking for that whole that lifestyle change Mm -hmm. they've made the decision to like this is what's going to get me where i need to get i'm taking the fast track
1: and when you say lifestyle change can just break down kind of what that means like you're saying lifestyle as far as like workout regimen or like what what does lifestyle include
2: lifestyle to me includes your workout regimen your dietary regimen and your mental capacity. Mm-hmm. It is a mental thing to commit to anything. So, and I think yeah. especially, I think for a lot of people, what they get caught up on is they think they don't have enough time mm. and they think, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat the same thing. Oh, that stuff is boring. I'm not doing that. It's easier to, to go to McDonald's than it is to go to the grocery store and spend 10, 15 minutes in the grocery store. I've done it, I'm like, you know what? I'll meal prep tomorrow. I'm gonna go to Subway or I'm gonna go to Panera because I'm just, I don't wanna do it. And I think time is such an illusion that people think I don't have time for that. You do though, the time, the hour, if you check on your phone and you look at your socials and you see how much you spend on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, that's 60 minutes, 45 minutes in the gym, right there. That is true,
0: that is true. I wonder, because it's like, I'm thinking, I mean, if you did go to Atlanta, I think you you may. <laughs> no, really, because uh. there's certain women on social media, I see, where they mm-hmm. did go under the knife, but then they're really trying to maintain the look, right? And then I just know some women with these bodies and they really go hard, hard, hard mm-hmm. in the gym to maintain yeah. it or to firm everything else up or whatever. I guess it is, but I'm wondering, like, um as far as in for a brand, because, okay, so we have sitting right here, um, one of Brit's merchandise, like mm-hmm. one of the pieces of her merchandise. So, getting which I really like because I like everything Tell iridescent, you. like, no, really, iridescent holographic is my thing. And I see it's also glass, glass, yes. So, you're not having all the plastics break down. We're mm-hmm. talking about true sustainability here. Um, so I can see you care about quality and you clearly care about lifestyle if you're a trainer saying, like, no, I, the glass container. Um, so like building brand around it because I think like we're black people are becoming more fit. Everyone is, but the brand. And I think about just like platforms like Instagram, getting brand partnerships, the type of brand partnerships that we see where there'll be sometimes a white creator, like no shade, but there'll be a white creator with less of a following, less certification, someone who's really not trained, and then they'll just be able to, could c- like securities brand partnerships that are like kind of lucrative, basically. Right. Yeah. And black content creators have to like work harder. Um, what inspired you to get into merch? Like just knowing all of that background, how sometimes it's harder for black people to monetize yeah. in a fitness space,
2: right? And um, it, what it wanted me to get into merchandise was, I wanted something, I still wanted my brand, to be separate and apart from the gym that I worked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will always have and show credit and, to the gym that I'm at because that's really where I got my start. But because I want to grow and I want to grow outside of the gym that I'm at, I always want to have something that's separate and apart. That's still me. Yeah. Now, like we have merch at the gym. We have our everything from waist slimmers even like you know body sets for the workout sets for females and you know I'll wear something people will think like oh that's yours and I'm like no that's non-stops this is mine yes. I just still want to keep I want to have an identity and that's why also I even all my clients I call them that's my shit brick fam that mm. is the hashtags that I use that's the language that I use with them they're not just my nonstop clients that is separate and apart for them, I want them to also feel like it's deeper than that for me. Am I a trainer at nonstop? Absolutely, but I'm still my own self as a lifestyle trainer. I have online and virtual clients who are separate and apart from nonstop and they're coming to me from a place of, oh, I found you on Instagram. Oh, I was referred to as a friend. So I wanna build that up enough to where it's not just, oh, you work at nonstop or you work at a gym like,
1: I'm also here to service you in other ways as an individual. What's going on? It's your boy, Joshua Meekins, co-host for Disruptors in the Culture. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with your friends. And uh, let's continue to disrupt.
0: So, a setting yourself apart. From what you see, are there, like, a whole slew, outside of the internet, right? But as people that you see here in the Jersey area, because you're in Jersey... Um, I guess Jersey, Philly area, are a lot of black women trainers? No, there are
2: not. Mm. I feel yeah. like even, the specifically the Jersey area, I feel like personal training is a white male dominated mm. field. Even the commercial gyms I visited throughout New Jersey, you walk in a gym, you, you don't, number one, you don't see a, fitness, a female trainer, and you don't see a black female trainer.
1: Wow.
0: You, you, you don't. Wow, that's crazy.
1: And there's definitely, I'm sorry, but like a, a, a difference in training style, I want to say, for sure. Oh,
0: absolutely.
2: Uh, a lot of also, again, the, and again, like No shade the male white trainers I've seen, you know, they're jacked up already on their own, and... You know, you have these people who come to them because they think, I mean, I'm not going to say they probably absolutely, obviously you have the knowledge to be certified in what you're doing, but I think you have to be, you have, you have to have an open mind as to what a person is trying to do. You can't just give a person something to do because that's what's worked for you. And I think a lot of trainers, sometimes that's where the disconnect comes from with a lot of commercial gyms and bigger gyms. It's, well, this is what I did. So, you know do yeah. it you don't take the time to learn if a person i always ask my clients have you ever worked with a personal trainer before what what do you do in, in on your own in the gym yeah i don't think sometimes that um that time is taken to learn the person before throwing something at them mm-hmm. there may be somebody you can't even put a weight in their hand for maybe a month later after working with them but you don't know that because in those bigger gyms they've already been paid and they're going to be paid regardless. Wow. So it's no need to kind of build that up. It's no need to build those relations. Why would I do that?
0: My my check is secured. Yeah. Wow. So that's crazy because I'm guessing, and I, I know that would be intimidating for me, right? Mm-hmm. Going to a gym is I don't really care about it being a man or a woman, but it's, The one thing is, it's like, I believe human beings are human beings, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody's a person, we're humans, but there are differences in like who's on top, who's considered top of the food chain, class, social, economically in this country. And when you are top dog, you don't always consider other people, right? So they may in their mind think that their perception of beauty, their perception of what a body should look like. That would be a little intimidating where I'm Mm -hmm. like, hey, I don't want to lose weight. like i'm smaller i want to gain weight and he might be like are you crazy you know what i mean like certain trainers like you're coming up against i don't know someone's whole background and their perception you have to
2: learn the person first and foremost even when my client their first session i tell them this is not even we'll probably work out for a half hour but i want to know how you're eating Mm. are there any medical conditions i need to know about family history previous injuries ailments sport like I need to know you before we before I just throw you in on the floor. That's true. And even with like the hierarchy, like outside of just white male, I do think personal training is male dominated. We have people who mm. come in all the time and you know, our front desk would try to sell them like, Oh, we also have female trainers, but they're like, Oh no, I want a guy yeah. right right off the bat. Mm. Because that's what they think. They think the guy is gonna be more knowledgeable. They think a guy is gonna be more just getting the results quicker, but then you have other females who come and say, you know, well, actually, I don't even like being in the gym because I don't like being haggled. I don't like being mm. stared at. I have anxiety being in the gym around other men and even other females, or just being in a gym and not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. So sometimes having that connection with another female makes them feel more
0: comfortable. Do you also come up against perception where, um, so I can imagine someone said, well, a man would know, it's interesting that a woman would automatically want to go with a man because i hear so much of women when i talk about like oh i prefer weight training because i'm not you know i don't know the knees i don't not big on cardio you know i will get on the machine but i prefer weight training and so many women the first thing they say is i don't want to get bulky like a man and i'm usually i say like well look at this woman online or whatever mm-hmm. and i look at her body i'm like you know how hard it was for her you know how much weight she had lived over so long a time to look like that like sis, you could just get halfway there and quit. You don't got to go there so hard. Exactly. So I could imagine that's like kind of a... What do you call it? It's like I, ironic or I don't know how the, yeah. the word yeah, to it's say like
2: They, they want to build the muscle, but they don't
0: want to be muscular. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also it's like, I want a male trainer who looks that way. He's muscular, mm-hmm. but not on a woman. But the woman will probably get you closer to yeah. what you want. Yeah, we right?
2: understand the softer look. Um, and I was like, I've had females who say like oh my god you're like your arms are so big you but i'm i'm small like i'm not i'm not walking around here you know cock diesel like i'm not bursting out of my t-shirts yeah. but i have muscle tone and that's why i try to explain to females you can have the toneness and still be soft yeah. you can it's not an either or situation you can have the best of both worlds you can still be curvy but have definition. And a lot of them think either you're going to have the one or you're going to have the other.
0: Yeah. But I'm like, they'll look at Angela Bassett. Like, she looks great. And I'm like, she lifts weights, Like, heavy. Yeah. Um, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, even so the- it's almost like what they call it, um, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Of like, what you want, what you want to do to get it. and
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people just immediately associate the gym or lifting weights with being muscular and being like oh, popping out, like, muscle bob, swing bob. Like, I don't know they're gonna <laughs> that they're going to have these huge arms and lose all things that are feminine, and that's not true.
0: Yeah. It usually looks better, much more feminine, even. Like, adding mm. curves, like, muscle, a muscle is still the curve.
1: Yeah, wow. absolutely. I mean, so I, I know personally that you don't just, you know, walk the walk. You also talk the talk. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what you've, you've been in Correct me if I'm wrong. Bodybuilding competitions, or what's it? What's the correct term for it?
2: Um, the correct term is bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. It's just the organization that I choose to compete in. That my gym that we compete in. Mm-hmm. It's a natural organization, so okay. we don't use supplements. We okay. don't use steroids or anything like that. And but we're still judged on our physique. We're still judged on toneness. Right. And when I decided to do it. It it was rough. I, it, it was <laughs> so it was rough. Walk
1: us through your first experience with it, like how, like okay, what what changes did you have to make? You know, being the uh, the contestant.
2: Uh, I had to seriously commit. I would say, and this is why I agree with a lot of my clients. It's it's not about the working out. Um, now, for some people, it is. I'm not going to take sure. that away from them. But committing to a diet, committing to knowing this is what you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a snack. Every day.
1: What was that looking like? <laughs> what's your, what's your uh, I'm on day? it right
2: now, so I'm in. I'm in uh, preparation for a competition in February next yeah. year. And currently, um, just through my day to day, my breakfast: four egg whites, one packet of oatmeal. My next meal: three ounces of white fish, so like cod, and uh, half a cup of brown rice. Yeah. Then the next meal is just a protein shake and literally twenty almonds. So I'm picking the almonds out of my bag, like making sure. And then it's like maybe three ounces of turkey and a green veggie. Y'all yeah, about say like, what a green what a veggies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're there. And then the last one is maybe like another protein source and some veggies. But then you have days where it's like you don't have any carbs. So it's like no rice. No oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Nothing to make you feel full. And those are the days where, like, you see the little ripples in your stomach because it's growling all hard. Oh, yeah. it's, I, the diet, when I first did it, it was like,
1: what? You think that's, this? like, more mental? That's
2: super mental Ooh. because it's easier to just go get food. And I don't cook. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a game changer for me. It's like, oh, well, I got to cook this food? Wait a yeah, second. Okay. This isn't any. I can't go get this. Some There's not a food like prep person for me to do this and being you know I was committed but like first getting into it there were days where I cheated on my diet absolutely I, late night cravings I'm hungry I, I'm gonna go get a fry mm-hmm. and thinking in my head like wow my coach would kill me if he knew <laughs> to what I was doing he only knew yeah if he only knew there were days I was drinking I had no business there's no alcohol also no <sighs> alcohol and it's like wow He would murder me right now. But it's like you you gotta develop the mindset. You have to tell yourself like if this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna do it. Yeah. And once you commit to it and you really start seeing like, okay, there's a little method to this madness. I now it's I enjoy competing.
0: So you've you've won quite a few times. (laughs) <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm gonna you let you know, talk your mess. Talk because that I have to be something. If I'm gonna be sitting there starving, it's mm. like I oh, got yeah. win. And I'm not gonna sabotage myself with this. Right. What's it for? And it's
2: funny, my coach made a point to say, he was like, you have to, your mind has to be strong for this sport because you need to understand that 99% of it is losing. Mm. Only one person can win, only mm. one person can come out on top. Mm. So going into my first show, I had no expectations. I didn't know what I was doing. I was freaking out because it's like, oh my God, I'm on stage in a bikini. Number one, my dad's gonna be there. And this bikini is like way up in my butt. <laughs> and so and I actually I placed first and yes. two of the categories okay. that I was in.
1: First place. Yeah, no, second place. First <laughs> place.
2: And I remember leaving backstage. I started crying. I didn't that's like, what? It, it was a bizarre rush because the first time out, you
0: just wiped you yeah, everybody gay. out. Yeah, it's like hey,
2: what? Superior. Me? <laughs> <laughs> you, you see flex me on. flexing. No offense, but the only black girl on stage should be like, "Oh, okay, Period. this will be doing black girl magic." First place. Yeah. That's yes. crazy. <laughs> So it was it was insane, and the what was initially on plan was that show was in March of this year. I'm um, February of this year. I was on track to do another show in february the pandemic hit and then actually had ended up needing surgery oh. and i remember breaking down like i'm never gonna be able to compete again and i was like what are you, we're in a pandemic girl what are you fighting for <laughs> like, competing what are you, yeah what do you think is more important right now She's like you can't go nowhere yeah. <laughs> um and i was actually i wasn't gonna compete for the rest of this year i was gonna say you know what i'll just come back
1: 2021
2: but i was like you know what I'm bored. I need my hands in a little something. I gotta always be doing something, touching on something. And I was like, let's let's see how it goes. Um, so I've done three shows during the fall season and during the pandemic. Yeah. So what do you, you guys get tested,
0: and you go to the facility, and then they look at
2: you? And- wow. So it's so they recommend you depending on the state. Yeah. So the state is a red state. They're like, look, we need to see a test. Um, you have to wear your mask on stage, which is. That was, this time around, that was probably the toughest thing. It's already hot up there. You got, you're trying to sit there, keep everything tight. You got to smile. You got these hot lights on you. And you want me to wear a mask?
0: Yeah, because you Oh my breathing. God. Yeah. And then you probably won, might might be winning smile. Yeah, and it's like, well,
2: do yeah. I smile under here? I <laughs> smile with my eyes? <laughs> Can you see know. this? And yeah. it's like, no, you can't. So, all right, let me just drop this and try to control my breathing up here. And this season taught me a lot only because... It was a short time that I had to pre- uh, prepare. Like the first time around it was maybe like seven weeks mm. and they like threw me back in. And then, um, so this season, well for the fall season, I one show I placed fifth, another one I placed first again. And then this last one, I placed third. But for me, it was very humbling because I was like, why are you upset? You off a cert- uh, injury injury, yes. it's a pandemic
0: still. What
2: are you upset for? What was the
0: injury. What's um, I it was like, a, like, is it related to like training or?
2: So initially, well, not initially, no. Over time, yes. I was in a car accident oh. back in July, and it caused a chip um, mm. right in my shoulder. And, but it didn't bother me. You know, they told me that it was there, but I was like, okay, can I work out? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're fine. But over time um, during the pandemic, I'm like, wow, this do not feel right. Yeah. And then it got swollen. I'm asking my friend who's a doctor, like, can you look at this? Like send them pictures. Like, do I need to go to the emergency room? And one day it was just, I couldn't move it. Mm-hmm. And I went and got an X-ray and I'm already freaking out. I'm like I'm in the emergency room during COVID. And this is like, peak. this is March time. And I'm like, am I going to get COVID? Like, do I want to be in here? And the bone was literally one on top of the other. And the doctor's like, you need surgery. And they were like, what you can do is not get the surgery. It'll heal on its own, but you'll never be able to work out and perform like how you did before. I was like, well... When can we schedule it? That's, that's not an option. That's yeah. that's not so it. So it went
0: from like just a chip in the bone to probably breaking yeah. and then overlapping her.
2: Right. So my orthopedic doctor told me with the, he asked me, like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm a trainer, but I'm also an athlete. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I'm a fitness competitor. Yeah. I was like, I'm training six days out of the week. Yeah. And he's like, well, that kind of pounding, that, he was like, especially all of that. It took a toll. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: And he was like, you figure he was like if you were doing that if the accident was back in July, you were doing that up until that whole
0: entire time. So t- he like you find your bone like finally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that makes sense though, because it's like every other sport, which I never I, I know is competitive, but I never really looked at it necessarily as a competitive sport. But it makes sense because it's like if I'm training for a football or ballet or anything else, I'm training to do something, right? Where yours is like I am training for you to literally inspect my body. Yeah. yeah, I'm being judged. Yeah, literally by how I look.
1: People in the
2: gym who did it who aren't now. I'm I'm on the team, but it's like you gonna get up there like a, a pony and do a song and dance. It, but that's that's what it is. You get up there, they tell you face front turn to the back, do a walk, wow. and by that point, once you get off stage, they've already
0: made their decision. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy because it's thinking about just, um, I mean, there's so many it's so many layers. It's like being a woman to ethnicity right. to, if we want to look at back, and people might be like, oh, it's like a slave market, but at the same time, you're like, no, I'm competing against a lot of white people. I am, yeah. So I know, even though the eugenics is over, there's some people who would say, "Yeah, who's better? Is the black girl and you come out and they're just like, they really better." <laughs> <laughs> I was at that
2: my first show, I had a girl, um, a white girl
0: daggers at me
2: the entire time.
0: The mm-hmm. entire and you're time. like, there's other women up here. Why are you just exactly. focused on me? You know,
2: I I did a I talked about this On just my instagram because i've learned going through it that there is a community within what i do Mm. you know there i've gained and reached and connected with so many other competitors in the same field as me we're all like oh what show are you doing next we hope to see you but this girl set the tone she Mm. daggers did not speak to anybody was like staying her own and i came to find out that she was used to placing first.
0: Mm. Uh, That's
2: what she was used to. And she got second to me. And I'll never forget that she huff and puffed after awards and a-lined it right out of the, the dressing room.
0: So with black women being such a small segment, like what, okay, if we look at the fitness community, right? And it's male dominated, how many, like if we look at percentage wise, like out of a hundred percent how many, as far as the fitness trainers and professionals, would you consider, like, would you think would be women? I would
2: say, even from the following that I do on Instagram, 20 to 30. Mm. And, then, and I think they're mostly based in, like, the down
0: south area. Wow. Yeah. So then, if we bring you know, in, we're just talking about women all together, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm probably thinking you're right, but... Yeah, down south and probably Cali. Because we know California's been yeah, so far ahead in the yeah. fitness game forever, right? Okay, so out of the women trainers, if a hundred percent of women trainers, how many do you think are like black black women? Five to ten percent. Mm. Wow. Out of that thirty percent. Yeah. So wow, women being thirty percent and then black women being only five percent of that thirty percent. Wow, why do we why do we feel like it's not as many black women in fitness as fitness professionals?
2: I think there's been a stigma built around fitness and working out that it's something only men can excel at. Mm. Or even training that it's something a man can only change a body. And I think females have to, and communities, not even the black community, just human beings in general need to break out of that stigma. A man is not the end all be all, no shade to men out there, but a female can get you (laughs) just as right as a man can. And a black female can get you just as right as a man can as well, um but I think too, because women feel that way, they feel like they can't do it as well as a man can. You see women who do consider themselves who are in the fitness industry, they're more so of um nutritionist mm-hmm. or yoga. they tend to go more of the softer side, but wow. when we're talking about gritty weight training, lifting weights, that's when you start to see that
0: gap get really small. Oh, that's crazy. We're seeing that amongst a lot of industries. Yeah. Cause even in film, absolutely, women tend to certain specific things, hair and makeup, wardrobe, um, set decoration and art direction, but not as many as in gaffing right. and like even cinematography yeah. and directing, right? So that's crazy. So because it's, it's interesting, I guess it's like this, I guess still fitness, although we know it's for everybody, right? Do we still see like a class separation too? Because I feel like even when we talk about socioeconomic lines, more of the people who I guess it was working so hard trying to get a make a living, they like working out was seen as like a luxury or something. Oh, absolutely!
2: I there are people who come through our doors all the time, and you know they hear the pricing, they're like, "Oh no, that's expensive." But at the same time, it's like I want you to go home and tally up how much you spent on fast food this month, and yeah. if Coming in here is expensive. I want you to tally up how much money you spend on alcohol going out and partying and spending on these VIP and brunches every month. Yeah. And it's all about what, it's, what do you really want to commit to? Mm. You want to go to brunch every Sunday and be spending $60. Let's be real. Be real. Yes. You got to get the bottomless. Right. <laughs> you got to have your steak and eggs. You got to have your steak and eggs. So you're spending 60 $70 every Sunday. And I'm just asking you to spend two hundred, three hundred dollars, but it's just I think for people when you hear the amount all in one lump sum, it's like oh no. But no, go. I challenge some people like go check your bank statements, and Mm -hmm. I want to see who's really more expensive. Are you more expensive to yourself, or am I more expensive to
0: you? sense
1: that's a solid challenge all right real quick um i know we have to we're getting to the end of our little segment here yeah but uh one of the things that you know we like to do is like to put you on the spot and get to know more about fitbrit <laughs> so first yeah. and foremost um so we like to always lead with this question um what do you feel like would be the album to describe where you're at in your life right now
2: um What's the most ratchet album that's out right now? Uh, <laughs> 2020 is just so crazy. It's like there are no rules. Mm.
0: Um, probably a future album. Or
1: if
2: a city girl Yeah, either future or a city girl vibe. A uh, future actually just released an album with Uzi Lil Lil Vert, and I have that on repeat right now. So okay. I would say they're they're collab album.
1: Okay.
0: Right. okay. Well, okay, so. Yeah, back to because that question is. I, <laughs> I always like kind of disagree that about like we need to prep people because that is like it's so far reaching, right? Yeah. But what what would make you consider? Not even what would make you consider. How do you consider yourself a disruptor in your industry, um, or I, in, in the culture? I mean, your industry. Yeah. So yeah. Like the culture of your industry, or just culture overall. Now
2: that I've had to come out of my own shell. I'm speaking up for what I want. If I don't like something, I'm letting anybody know. And I feel like America and then within the black community, they're not used to a female doing that. Even I talk to my client, you're gonna do what I say. This is like, this is my time. This is my job. This is my profession. You're tired, oh so sorry. Let let's finish this out. Wow. Somebody comes to me, I don't like your pricing. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, here's somebody else that I feel like yeah. can suit you. I'm not gonna I'm not in the business of trying to convince anybody. I know my worth, I know I have the education and I know I can do it. So either you're gonna come and join the team, or you're not.
0: Fit Brit said, look, pay the price, it, it makes you my customer. If you don't like this price, you're not my customer. I'm no, sorry. Price. Everybody don't Black do Louis Vuitton. Everybody don't get Hermes. <laughs> you want Fit Brit, you're getting the best. You're getting the
1: best. All right, real quick before we like give you your, 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 your time and give you a shout out and where people can follow you. So first and foremost, would you do chest day or leg day? Chest day. Chest day, okay. A salt bike, no, bike or regular bike or treadmill?
2: The treadmill. Okay. I got that in east.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or ski trip or beach day?
2: I don't like getting darker, and I don't like the cold. I'm going to say the
0: beach.
1: You're going to say the
0: beach? Yeah. Okay. i some, okay. some shade. okay. okay.
1: That's one of the top top three. Rappers. No, I'm a, and I'm gonna say
0: because I know people might be in a in a bed. You say I don't like getting darker. It's because of makeup, sis. Some <laughs> no people might think it's being colorist, but she's yeah, like, I mean, uh, I'm not uh, nothing. I got eczema, so you know I burn easily. <laughs> I
2: got like skin to protect. I got real sensitive skin, but then the cold too be messing with me a little bit, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Take the beach day. Yeah. So go yeah. ahead, go ahead and how shout people,
0: out. No, yeah, how can people find you because you yeah. have merch. Oh, you have absolutely. a lot of great things. Talk about it.
2: So Instagram right now, nonstop underscore fitbrit is my Instagram, and then the merch. These are in. These have just on restock. <laughs> restock. Restocked, but I made the decision. I'm in the process of creating my website. The website okay. is dropping 2021. The first week of January is my goal. Going forward, that will be where all the merch will be released. And what about
1: people who want to sign up for maybe virtual classes?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, so, again, my Instagram, nonstop underscore fitbrit, but also the email address is nsffitbrit at gmail.com. In-person training, virtual training, and online training. Um, and there is a difference, online and virtual. Virtual, we're like face-to-face, whether it's Zoom or FaceTime. Yeah. Online, I sit down, I make a regimen, and I just send it to you, and I just I check on you here and there.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, you heard it. Fit Brit, make sure you sign up for a class. Check out what she's got to offer. Um, and with that, you have it. Disruptors in the Culture, Joshua Meekins, Amira Smith, and...
2: FitBreath, thank love you for it. having me. Love it. We
1: love having you. Thank, thank you so much you for, for you know showing up and being you. Thank so you. Uh, with that, we are out.
0: Hey, this is Amira Smith, co-host of the Disruptors in the Culture podcast. You could be anywhere in the world right now, on any video in the world, but you're here watching us. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and share. Check out our next episode. Tell us what you think in the comments.